Hi, this is Dr. Shanitra Cuthbertson, and this is the Emmaus One Podcast. This podcast aims to strengthen your faith and edify your soul. Walk with us as we walk with the one on the Emmaus Road. Enjoy this week's message. We are still in our series, The Secrets of Discipleship, and um, this might be the, the last one. We'll see. Um, what the Lord continues to say. And this week, so each week we have explored a secret. We started it all out with understanding that it must be I am over me. That is the base of it all. But after that, we talked about the process of growth. We talked about the grapevine and the fruit and what it takes to get there. And after that, last week we talked about joy. And we talked about joy as a secret to discipleship. This week, the secret we're exploring is two things. The first one that we're going to talk about is peace. And as it relates to the will of God. Because to be a disciple, because that's why we're in this series, we're trying to figure out what it is, the, the inner workings of the things that will help us press on in this walk as a disciple. Because he told us, when he left, he said, make disciples, he said, to the end of the earth. So before you make a disciple, you need to be one. And that's what we're learning, the inner workings of how to keep this thing going, what God has laid out in his word. And so one of the things that Jesus talked about is peace. Peace. If you go to John 16, 32 and 33. Jesus, we are still, if you've noticed, a lot of this series, we have been in the Gospel of John. And we are still walking in John. And so we're still in that portion where it is before he is going to Gethsemane and after um, he has done much of his ministry. So we're in that transition part. And it's the last few things he's telling the disciples before he goes to this cross. And so in John 16, he tells them, he says, indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come. The hour he's talking about is his hour, his hour that is leading to the crucifixion, his hour of suffering. He said that you will be scattered, each to his own. And he's telling the disciples this ahead of time. He said, all y'all are going to leave me alone. There's a scripture where it says, uh, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And he says to them, this is before anything. He says, all y'all going to leave. And yet I am not alone because the father is with me. But he tells them, he said, this is verse 30 33. These things I have spoken to you. I'm not even telling you this because I'm mad that you're going to run. I know you. I know what's in you. I understand you. I understand your weaknesses and your strengths. He said, these things I'm telling you beforehand that in me you may have peace. He said, in the world, coming up in the next couple hours and for the rest of your lifetime, and for everybody else that's listening after in through time, he said, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus is telling them this. He says, listen, it's some trouble coming up for me. But this has been planned forever. 
The Bible says that the, the, the lamb was slain from the foundations of the earth. That's a whole nother mystery we'll get into maybe on a Bible study one day. But he says, he ain't even went yet, but he's saying, y'all be of good cheer. I want you to know that in me, in me, in me, that you can have peace. In me, you can have peace. In this world, you are going to have tribulation. But in me, you can have peace. And with that peace, I want you to be of good cheer. Because even though he hadn't even went to the cross yet, he's saying, I have overcome the world. When God became man and entered this body, he tore up some stuff as soon as he got into human flesh. That's why they were looking for him as a baby. That's why Herod wanted to kill him. He wanted to shut it down early. Because some things have shifted as soon as Jesus hit the scene, even as an infant. And he's telling them, I've overcome the world, so I need my peace to be in you. And then a little bit before that, in John 14, 27, this is what he told him. He said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So what we're seeing in these two verses is Jesus is making some things clear. That there is peace available. When in contrast to tribulation and the temptation to have a troubled heart, in the temptation to, be, to have fear, Jesus is saying, listen, in me, you got peace. But you got to figure out how to get in me. Because I'm already letting you know. I love how the Lord has never, he, he doesn't lie about anything. He's not a man that he should lie, the Bible says. And he's telling you, it's going to be tribulation out there. You're going to be tempted to have a troubled heart. There will be times that you will be afraid. And I'm telling you, I'm leaving a peace with you in me that'll make help you make it through and that is a secret to discipleship is to understand the operation of Jesus's peace in you but I'm a teacher and y'all already know we got to go to the Greek it's Irene y'all go look it up see if it's right or wrong Renee to y'all. <laughs> it's a Greek word. It's the, it's the word that Jesus is using when he says, in me you will have peace. This is the exact word he's using. And the word in the Greek, it means one. It means peace. It means quietness. And he's saying, you can have all that in me while all this stuff is going crazy on the outside. He's telling them, and he's being an example for them. I'm about to go to a cross. It is the worst suffering throughout history. It is the worst suffering in the entire universe. I'm about to go to that. And it is, it is, it is something in me. The Bible says that when he began to pray, he, he was sweating and it was like drops of blood. He told them, he, he said, I'm, I'm distressed to the point of death. And he wasn't even saying like them putting him to death. He's saying my mind is so heavy that it's, it's excruciating until the point of death. But when he nailed in Gethsemane, he even was to the point where he asked God, 
Lord, if it's another way. And he did not get an answer, which means the answer was no. And he found peace in that garden. And when he got up off his knees, he was ready to go to a cross. He's saying to them, even beforehand, and saying to us now, there is a trouble that can hit you that can make your head hurt. But there is a posture you can take that will usher in the peace of God. And he says that there is a peace. And what does he say of the peace? It surpasseth understanding. And then he says that it'll guard your heart and your mind. He, you got to have this peace so that you can walk through. We talked about having joy to walk through stuff, but you need peace to walk through stuff. Sometimes that mind just got to calm down. Here's the other definition to peace in the Greek. It's to join, to tie together, to be whole. When all the essential parts are joined together, Jesus is saying, I want you to be whole in your mind. I want you to be whole in your mind. I want you to be able to rest. I want you to have quietness. Because how many people have quietness in their mind? Sometimes your mind will try to torment you all night long. Your mind will keep running. You don't took some Benadryl and tried to put your body to sleep. But then you turn over in your mind, still be like, I'm still here. Jesus, cut all that out. There's peace. And God promised, it's going to guard my heart, and it's going to guard my mind. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he wants us to know that you need to know that there is peace, and you need to know that it's available through tribulation and trouble and fear. But now I want you to know how to use this peace. So I'm going to shift a little bit. You could do a whole message on peace. Because you got to, as a disciple, figure out how peace operates with the will of God. Because everybody's always, I want to do the will of God. I want to, I asked him what I need to do. He ain't say nothing. I want to do the will of God. I don't know what it is. I don't know if this is the will of God for my life. Should I take this job? Should I make this right turn on red? No, no. Some people get so legalistic. They literally be like, should I take the crust off this bread? I don't know if it's the will of God. Like, you want to go out to eat and get some coffee? I just don't know if that's the will of God for my life to go out with you and get coffee. No, some people like, they so serious, but then you got other people, and they're like, he ain't saying nothing to me. I'm just out here living. I'm just out here living. But here's a secret of discipleship. Peace is usually the assurance. Peace is the confirmer that you are in the will of God. So let's go back to what Jesus said. Trouble ain't necessarily the confirmer, Right? Tribulation is not the confirmer. Fear is even not the confirmer. Peace is the confirmer that you are in the will of God. I was telling someone, I spoke at a a conference this week and I taught on yesterday, 
and I was telling them, I said, I worked for Freedom School Partners, and I had two master's degrees, and I was making $600 every two weeks minus taxes, and my car payment was four seventy. dollars Well, y'all add that up. That ain't a lot. <laughs> but I was in the will of God. Girl, you got to what you're doing. You can go get, but I was in the will of God. You ain't got enough money for your car payment. I'm in the will of God. I, I had the opportunity to teach some teenagers, and I took them to Washington, D.C., and that was beautiful. But when I finished that job, there's a lady, her name's Amy Daniels. She said, hey, I, I hear you working on your dissertation. Can I talk to you? And I just spoke with her this week, and she told me, she said, I, I never told you this, she said, but um, because she was like, I heard you got, you know, master's degrees and stuff, and you can help us out while you work on your dissertation. And she said, um, I never told you this. She said, I don't even know who told me about you. She said, somebody came up to me and said, have you heard of Shanitria? And she said, no, I haven't heard about this Shanitria. <laughs> These conversations going on, I don't know nothing about them. God opens the door to McPie, which is McClintock Partners in Education, which is part of Christ Lutheran Church. I started working with them. I did my dissertation study on McPie. You see what I'm saying? Will of God. I met John Mako, who introduced me to this job, which is a part of the reason why you have an Emmaus in the first place through this place. But it started at a job that looked like it wasn't enough or worthy of what I had done. But I was in the will of God. It was in a season where there was not enough money to have my things done and completed. But I was in the will of God and I worked it and I was faithful to it anyway. And he led me right on up to you today. So the will of God has peace. I ain't have everything I thought that I needed but I had peace. And this is what he says in John, uh, 1 John 5, 14. He says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, this is what people miss. They like the mother scriptures. They like, uh, you have not because you ask not. They forget the other part, you ask and miss. Your selfish desires, they forget all that. Um, they like that if you ask in Jesus' name, he gonna do it. They don't go back to this one many times. Now, this is the confidence that we have. This is John in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. So before Freedom School came up, of course I'm looking for a job to properly pay me according to my studies. I could pray that all I want. I went on interviews. I had... Um, I forget the name of that place. United Way. I went on an interview. I was like, this is mine. This is mine. I'm about to make some money. This is mine. Lord, please, Jesus. Please, Jesus. And the door ain't open. And the lady called me later on. She said, yeah, you were a finalist, but we just shut the whole job down. Like, why you? Thank you. I don't know why you called me to tell me that. But nonetheless, no matter what, I was praying. I can have confidence in the prayer all I want. It wasn't according to the will of God. He says, you can have confidence that if you're asking me anything according to my will, it's done. The problem with us many times, and why it's the secret of discipleship, is we ask stuff that ain't got nothing to do with his will. And we don't know how to discern his will because we don't know how to discern peace. 
there's a peace that comes when it's in his will and you like, I don't know why. And it might not make sense to everybody, but I just got a peace on this. I, I got a peace on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ride with this one. I got I to gotta peace on this. So you got to have peace. But you got to understand the will of God, and that's not easy. So what I did is I've been reading this book, and I pulled out there a couple scriptures. And we're going to come back. We're talking about trying to discern peace within the will of God. But there are some parameters that you even got to understand about the will of God because most people are so confused about it. So there's a, a grand will which is the will of God for every believer. And then there's a unique will. There's a specific will, which is what God would have you to do. I'm a teacher. God has me doing this right here. That is specific to who I am. But there is a grander or a meta will, if you will, that we all follow. And I want to go through a couple of those. So we're going to go to John 6 and 40. And he says, this is the will of him who sent me, Jesus is talking, that everyone who sees the son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Here's the first will of God. You got to believe in him. I mean, for real, believe in him. Not say you heard about him. So one of the things that Jesus outlines, and like I said, there's a few scriptures that explicitly say this is the will of God. First one. If you're making a square, the first line is, you got to believe, right? First Peter 2, 13 through 15 says, Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to supreme, whether to king as supreme or to governors as to, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. He's talking about government officials, but that's another conversation. Here's the point. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So we got a couple wills right quick. We got a box. Believe in him. But then on the next line is submit yourself to authority as you should in order. So if you got a supervisor you don't like, guess what? They're still an authority. If I say something you don't like, I hope I don't do that. But if I do, it's still an authority. If your parents say something you don't like, it's still an authority. So it's telling you to submit. No matter what's going on, here's why you need to submit. Because it's the will of God for you to be a person of submission. Because whenever you submit, especially when it's crazy, it says by doing so, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. You act right, they act wrong, and you put ignorance to silence. And that is the will of God for you. So belief, submission. The next one is First Thessalonians 5.18. So we're building a little square. I hope y'all with me. I was going to draw it. Believe, submit, put to silence the, Engli- the, the ignorance of foolish men. Here's the next one. In everything, this is Paul talking, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. This is why you got to have peace. You can't do none of this without peace. You can believe and and try to stay there because that's something between you and God. But whether you can submit when people crazy, 
You're going to need a little piece in there <laughs> to settle that on down so you can put to silence. That's the part you got to remember. You got to do good and put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. But you got to have peace to give thanks in everything. Said Paul said, give thanks in everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I want you to, as a disciple, be able to tell God, thank you. And if you really think about it, there's no time you can't tell him thank you. My tire was going flat this week, and he, I rode to Asheville, and I, got, I literally got all the way back home, and it started to go flat. God, I thank you that that tire did not bust on the road. I went to my Uncle Cody, who is the gadget king, and he said, hold on, I got a portable air pump. Take this home with you. <laughs> And so when I got up that morning, my tire was flat, and I just pulled my little portable air pump out the bag and pumped up the tire and went on a good year. God, I thank you. There was a portable air pump uh, available for me. Give thanks in all things. It's the will of God for you. And there is always, no matter how dark it is, there is always something to be thankful for. It's the will of God. So we got the belief. We got the submission and we got to give thanks. Here's the last square. It's 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Y'all hear me, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. A lot of people don't even know what sanctified is. It's, they got an idea. Sanctified means to be set apart. Not just to be set apart. If you had to deepen the, the definition, it is the cleansing of God and he's setting you apart from things that are not like him unto things that are like him and so when you move from here to here you start to look different you start to talk different you start everything stuff people can see it and so that's why they say I'm sanctified and most of the time they like to use it in a behavior because they're trying to say even though necessarily people say it ain't always true but what they're trying to say is I have moved from here to here and you can see it but God is saying, this, this, Paul is saying, this is the will of God, your sanctification. So you need to be made clean regardless. But then he goes even more specific. He's saying, this thing is serious enough for me to bring it up, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. These are the squares. Believe. What's that? Learn how to submit. Be quiet. Let your silence expose people's foolishness. What's this? Give thanks. Y'all some good students. Give thanks in everything. And then this one, sanctification. You need peace for all of that. You need peace for all of that. And when you're trying to, that's the will of God for all of us. Then you have the specific will of God for your life. So nobody in here is exempt from those four things. And once you do those, then God can start to direct you. I don't know if he's going to tell you turn left on red, but he will direct you in your life to where you're going and what you need to do. Last verse I want to share with you is Isaiah 26 and 3. Isaiah penned this, and he says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So we just got another layer. 
my mind has to stay stayed on him. I have to let this mind be in me in Christ. This is something about my mind and Jesus as a center of peace and focal point in my mind has a lot to do with my peace. Trust has to do with my peace. I don't need the last one. So I said a lot. What do I want us to go home with? There's peace. It's available. No matter what. Many times it's going to operate in situations that don't make sense. But it is the confirmation. If you're stepping out on major life decisions and you ain't got no peace, don't you step out on that. And don't you lie to yourself. That's why this, that peace got to be a whole mind. Because a half mind be telling lies. Well, I think it'll be okay. Then what it do? It go get a cosigner. And you know who to go to going to cosign you no matter what. You just go to them and they be like, I think so too, girl. Like, well, me too then. And ain't got no peace. Whole mind and body and they're like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. And you still going forward. There's peace in the will of God. Even when there's trouble on the outside. And that's a secret to discipleship. Learning how to move in peace. Having, being positioned to welcome that peace. So that's it for today. Praise God. We learned a little bit about the will of God for all of us. And there's peace in the will of God. Now you got to go home and pray, okay, Lord, what's your will for me? Because even if you feel like God ain't talking to you, you can always be working on them four things. I doubt we have all got submission together. I doubt we have gotten giving thanks and all things together. We rather let people know they foolish with our mouth, not our silence. <laughs> we still working. So God, we thank you. Let us pray. God, your word says that it's not in man to direct his own steps. We thank you that the good steps, that the steps of a good man go or woman, your word says, that they're ordered. You do have a will for our life. And there are times where you give us freedom to choose. God, we thank you that in those times when we don't know as disciples, you'll give us peace. You told them as you taught them, my peace do I give. God, right now, lift your hands out. God, we receive your peace. We receive your peace, Jesus. We receive your peace, God, not false peace, not stuff to to numb our emotions. God, we receive the peace of God. And your word said it, it would guard our hearts and our minds. God, your word says that it would pass far beyond our understanding. God, we thank you for peace right now. God, we thank you for peace right now. Fill our minds with your peace. Peace in the Greek, it it means to have a wholeness. Give us wholeness in our minds, Lord God. Quiet every anxious, active, chaotic place in our mind, Jesus. Quiet it with your peace. Give us rest. Mental rest. Let us breathe, God. 
use this piece as your disciples to go on in the way, God. We'll use it to go on in the way, God. Have your way, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe and share. We would like to take this moment to thank our mission partners for your continued support of the Emmaus Ministries. If you would like to become a partner of Emmaus Ministries, visit us at www.emmaus1.org. God bless, and we'll see you next week on the Emmaus Road.